Let's revisit uh, our coverage of the Ideal Mini School. That school has run for nearly 50 years uh, in the Vancouver uh, School District. It's a very unique program. Uh, The school district told uh, students and parents uh, that Ideal's current building um, uh, is uh, will be used by students from Laurier Elementary School come this fall, as it's part of the encatchment area, uh, and they want to move the Ideal Mini School uh, to Sir Winston Churchill Secondary School, a school with over 2,000 plus students. Ideal Mini School has just over 100, 100 students or so, uh, and it has been a significant issue that has been brewing over the last two or three weeks. And of course, parents have been quite concerned uh, that they feel that their concerns and their children. Children's concerns uh, are not being heard. Now, yesterday, Victoria Jung, who is the chair of the Vancouver School Board, was on this program. I did bring up the issue of the ideal mini school. Take a listen uh, to her response. Change is hard. Change is extremely hard. And we've seen that in, in other programs and other schools. And, mm-hmm. and we acknowledge that the current program will be put into logistically will be in the building in an area and in a fashion that adheres to the mini school guidelines. We don't intend to cause harm here. Mm-hmm. This is to accommodate a larger group. And so we look at equity. We look at our job in through many different lenses. And the Vancouver School Board right now, um, staff are looking at ways to accommodate Uh, That was Victoria Jung, Chair of the Vancouver School Board, commenting on the issue of Ideal Mini School. Now, I asked that question about three different ways, uh, and uh, based on my perceptions anyway, Ms. Jung struggled with it because I don't think there's an answer there yet. Uh, I think they're trying to find an answer, uh, but I don't think the parents have heard uh, anything that is satisfactory at this moment as well, but she was here yesterday to take calls on that issue and many others. Joining me now is Jen Yugama. She is the Ideal Mini Pack Chair of that school. She's been on the show a few times talking about this issue. Uh, Jen, thank you for joining us. Hi, Jess. Hi. First of all, your reaction to uh, that comment from uh, the school board chair? Oh, well, um, <laughs> I, I, I don't think she really said much, did no, she? No, <laughs> um, I, I asked three different ways <laughs> that question, and I don't think they have an answer yet because I don't think they were expecting pushback from uh, parents like yourselves or, for stu- or from students. Well, and, you know, they have met with students once and with, parents once and in both situations they were absolutely clear that it was not a consultation meeting it was a meeting where they were going to provide some information about what their plans were but really as you just heard they have no plan so over and over again the answers to student questions and parent questions was well we have confidence that we will find space somewhere in the school. Um, You know, I'm interested that she says that she's going to follow the mini school guidelines. We've really become aware that the uh, staff has absolutely no understanding of what makes Ideal unique and how important uh, an independent space is for the core values of the Ideal mini school. There's a real lack of understanding of what this school is about and therefore they cannot possibly come up with a successful plan to relocate us because they don't even know what our needs are. Uh, you are planning to speak or parents are wanting to speak, is it today or tomorrow uh, to present and I guess only only one parent is now will be allowed to present? <laughs> well, this is an interesting story. Um, so yes, tonight um, 
I have been allowed to present in person to the Vancouver School Board at their public delegation meeting tonight. Mm -hmm. There were more than 16 other delegations from Ideal that asked to present, and they've all been told that they can present, but they need to be online on Teams. And um, I know this has been in the media over the past few weeks, this confusion about our public audiences allowed in person at VSB meetings. And I was at the budget meeting that they did not allow us to speak at last week. And there was a large public audience. There was even an overflow room. My understanding is this past Monday, the budget meeting had a public audience in person at the meeting. To my surprise, this morning, I found out that no public audience would be allowed in the room at the meeting tonight. So the plan was that I would be completely alone in this room in front of the board and I think some of the school board staff. What happened today was the ideal students took it upon themselves to protest, first of all, protest the relocation, protest the lack of Um, fair process and they walked down to the school board building and asked why can we not come to the meeting tonight Hmm. so it took several hours the kids um, the VSB staff came and spoke to some of the kids they didn't really have answers once again and some of the kids just said fine we're just going to stay and after I think it was an hour and a half or more um, staff came out with wristbands So they've given some of the kids wristbands so that they can attend this meeting tonight. And I am very grateful because it was a huge surprise to me this morning. And it was very stressful to suddenly imagine myself in this room by myself in front of a board who, you know, they sit up at the big tables. They have all the computer screens and everything like that. And I, I even asked if I could have a one person for support and was basically told no, no, even if that person wasn't going to speak. Jen, when I was speaking to um, Victoria Jung, you know, she said that enrollment has been slowly dropping since like 1998. And yeah. while she said there's no plan to, uh, to get rid of excess property, how much of this uh, at its core, and it's not just ideal middle school, a mini school, it's other schools as well and other properties, but how much of this thing at its core comes down to excess property and just wanting to slowly sell it off, uh, utilize it, maximize money uh, or rental in some way. How much of that do you think plays a role in all of this? It's just that we got too much property, too many properties. Let's try to uh, standardize a lot of this stuff and get rid of some of this stuff if we can, some of these properties over the long term. I think that's exactly what's at the core of this decision. So I don't know if we spoke about this previously, but the Laurier Elementary School does have an annex that is currently rented out to the Francophone school board. So they had an annex, the school board shut it down and they now rent it out and they get revenue from that property. So number one, that's the first piece of the real estate pie, right? Yeah. But they will not reopen the Laurier annex to the Laurier students. And our understanding is that's the, well, our suspicion, I should say, is that if you look at where Laurier Annex is located, it is surrounded by condo towers. It's on its own little piece of property. It could easily be sold and to a, to a developer for millions 
upon millions of dollars. So while the ideal site, because it shares its piece of property with the Laurier Elementary School, it's not as easy to sell that piece of property because, you know, how would you combine a condo tower with an elementary school? But by not reopening the Laurier Annex to the VSB, the Francophone School is in there on a five-year lease. Five years from now, they can end that lease and sell it to a condo developer. That mm. seems to be the underlying plan, at least in our opinion. No one will, would ever confirm that. Of yes, course, and I, but it certainly there's a, there's a huge suspicion when you look at what, what's what's uh, what's happening. Jen, we've run out of time. Look forward to having you on the sh- uh, on the program soon. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff.